Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 2, Episode 192 of the Study Podcast. Thank you for joining back with us as we continue with July the 6th to July the 12th um, in the Come Follow Me manual covering Alma 30 to 31. And we are concluding Alma chapter 30 today and going to move into Alma chapter 31. Uh, so we're going to deal with the end of the um, experience of Alma and Corihor. Now, in verse 47, uh, we've just had um, Alma testifying to Corihor about all the things that denote that there is a God. And Corihor still demands a sign. And Alma says that, you know, if that's what he wishes to have, then he will receive that. And what's interesting is that in verse 47... Uh, he says, but behold, it is better that thy soul should be lost than thou should be the means of bringing many souls down to destruction. So Alma clearly sees here where this is going. I mean, obviously he has encountered, you know, a antichrist before with uh, his beliefs and he sees that this is not going to end well. Um, and so he, he he says that the Lord will give him a sign and Corihor is struck dumb. Um but before he is struck dumb, in verse 48, Corihor says something quite interesting, which seems to move away from what he is, some of the things he has said before. Uh, he said, I do not deny the existence of a God, but I do not believe that there is a God. And I say also that ye do not know that there is a God, and except ye show me a sign, I will not believe. It seems to begin with that Corihor is straight out atheist, that he says that there is no God and these kind of things. However, here he starts to make a change in his argument uh, and he says that well actually you know i don't i don't say there can't be a god but i don't think there is one i can't know that there is one there's no evidence um and that is very much an agnostic point of view um and then when you look later on you see that corihor was visited by what he believes was an angel and so clearly he he has some acceptance of supernatural beings and and those kind of things and so uh, I think that we may paint uh, Corihor more of as an ag- as, a, as an agnostic individual rather than an atheist, uh, because you know he would he's he is his his argument is very much not you know outright. I don't believe. In fact, there is you know there is not a god. I can categorically say that he is saying that you know I don't really think there is one because I can't really see any evidence for it. I like to see evidence of things, which is a very agnostic point of view. Uh, so I thought that was interesting. But then he is struck dumb. And uh, in verse 53, uh, Corihor begins to write, saying that he knew he knew that he knows it must be the power of God. And in fact, he always knew there was a God. But in verse 53, he says, But behold, the devil hath deceived me, for, for he appeared unto, unto me in the form of an angel and said unto me, Go and reclaim this people, for they have gone astray after an, after an unknown God. And he said unto me, there is no God. Yea, and he taught me that what I should say. Um, so clearly, you know, Corihor is saying now that he has been deceived, that he always did know. But of course, we see the um, what happens. You know, he does what the the great adversary, the great deceiver, Lucifer, has said to him. Uh, and he's not looked after by Lucifer at all. Um, Neil A. Maxwell said this, quote, Notably, at the last day, the adversary will not support those who followed him anyway. He cannot. Jesus will triumph majestically, and the adversary's clever constructs pleasing to the carnal mind will also collapse, and the fall thereof will be exceedingly great. Even now, one can see in the lives of those prodigals who come to themselves the devil's doctrines dripping in early meltdown. Many have experienced the utter emptiness of the lower ways, 
are in preparation to hear the word and now awaits being informed of the rescuing revelations and translations, close quote. So we can see here that there is great blessing to follow the Saviour, to follow his teachings. There is great joy and peace. We see it just like Alma said um, in the testimony of his brethren. We see it in the lives of many members of the church and those people that follow Christ. You know, I'm, I'm pretty certain that even those that don't follow the restored gospel of Jesus Christ still have in their hearts and their souls some elements of his um, attributes and divine mercies in their lives, as many do. You know, that the, the, the blessings of our saviour, he, he wants to give to everyone and he gives what he can to everyone. And so we can see that as we focus our lives to him, we can receive more of that. Um, in verse 58, um, we see that um, all that they were convinced of Corihor's wickedness were converted back to the Lord. So this is very different to what happened with Nehor. Nehor's impact was felt for years afterwards. We, we, we read about people who were influenced by the way of Nehor for quite a while after his death. With Corihor, at least at this stage, it seems to be that um, his impact is very small, that, that those that were converted to his teachings were very much converted back uh, to the Saviour. Uh, and then Mormon does his little bit where he likes to point, you know, with a final conclusion on the on the experience. And he says in verse 60, after Corihor uh, is trampled amongst the people who are called Zoramites, he says, and thus we see at the end of him who perverteth the ways of the Lord, and thus we see that the devil will not support his children at the last day, but I'll speedily drag them down to hell. Um, I think that that is quite a clear ending there, and that one that um, you know we should remember when we are considering what we need to do each day and how we begin our day and live our days. Now, interestingly, um, Coriolan was trampled um, to death in the land of the Zoramites. And it is this people that we now start to focus on in our chapter 31. I mean, what kind of people would, you know, be able to trample a person? <laughs> um, I mean, it's not a particularly pleasant ending, uh, but you find that these people are not particularly pleasant. Um, in verse 1 of chapter 31, uh, we see that the Zoramites uh, were perverse for perverting the ways of the Lord, and that Zoram, who was their leader, was leading the hearts of the people to bow down to dumb idols. His heart again, and then Alma's heart began to sicken because of the iniquity of the people. Now, two things here. Alma, you know, clearly is not happy with this. He really is sorrowful about this. But also, I love how Mormon writes dumb idols, as in, I mean, I know that in terms of the word dumb, it's referring to the fact that they can't speak. Um, which is obviously, you know, referring to the fact that they are not, um, you know, real or, or they exist as a being. But I just love the word, that, the fact he's put dumb as in like all these dumb things. Um, I just thought that was interesting. However, Alma and the people of Nephi are particularly worried about this um, because they this land of the Zoramites was called Antionum. Uh, which was on the east of Zarahemla, which lay to the south of Jershon, and it also bordered upon the wilderness south, which was full of Lamanites. So Nephi, the Nephites are fearing, and it's not just Alma, you know, a number of, it seems like a number of Nephites are fearing that the Zoramites would enter into a correspondence with the Lamanites, and it'd be a great loss. Now, obviously, um, it would be a great loss in numbers, but also there is a great issue here, because the Alma can see the the behavior and the um 
the perversion of the ways of the Lord that the Zoramites have gone into. And that's very easily, you know, where they could end up with people that don't believe uh, in Christ. Um, and we know that, I mean, we have the, the blessing of hindsight um, as to what happened. We know that the Zoramites did, uh, a, num a number of them moved uh, to the Lamanites. And this led to a period of seven years of war. In fact, it led to the whole section of the Book of Mormon that we call the war chapters. And so this was a disastrous um, kind of political movement that happened. And so Alma was very uh, anxious to not allow this to happen. Uh, and as so, as we as, and as we see in verse five, he says, "And now, as the preaching of the word had a great tendency to lead the people to do that which was just, yea, it had a more powerful effect upon the minds of the people and the sword or anything else which had happened unto them. Therefore, Alma thought it was expedient that they should try the virtue of the word of God." Um, and we know that verse very well. Uh, in October 2012, Elder Quentin L. Cook said this, quote, C.S. Lewis, the striving, pragmatic Christian writer, poignantly framed the issue. He asserted that Christianity tells people to repent and promises them forgiveness. But until people know and feel they need forgiveness, Christianity does not speak to them. He stated, when you know you are sick, you will listen to, a, to the doctor, close quote. And this is exactly what Alma is hoping to uh, reach or... Um, bring to the Zoramites is a recognition that they need help. They need healing. They need the great healer uh, to come into their lives, which is obviously their saviour, Jesus Christ. And it's because of um, the fact that he feels that they don't know this. He does. He desires to try the word of God with these people instead of trying to bring them to the sword. So in the last couple of days this week, we'll have a look at what happens when he and his A-team uh, go to the um, people of the Zoramites, uh, and we'll see what happens when he says his great prayer as well. So thank you for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed it. If there's anything you've been studying, please share it at Matt S. Roberts 90 on Twitter. You can share your feedback and, if you, and share if you're interested in joining in a future podcast episode at ldsstudysession at gmail.com. And of course, there's the Facebook group Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. I'd love to hear from you on that, on that group. Thank you for your time and until we meet again.